This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. All right, Sports Bitters Paradise, talking some MLB. Myself, Jimmy Ott, along with Dave Koken. And Dave, first of all, you, you told us to be patient. Uh, the, well, the weather would heat up, the bats would. Uh, overs went 10-4-1, including a, a few really high, highly scoring games. Well, yeah, uh, it's still, the ball's still not traveling. I'll go back to the Monday game between the, uh, the Cardinals and uh, I'm blanking on who they play. Playing the same team today. Um, in any case, that was a, we had the winner uh, on that show of the Cardinals. But I want to mention it because in the tenth inning of that game, first batter up was Arenado, and both gone off the no, bat, and it, no it doesn't get out. It doesn't get out. It ends up hitting the wall, uh, and then Goldschmidt did hit the grand slam, but he definitely crushed it, and that ball landed in like the second row. So the ball still not carry, and yeah, it, it is the it is the ball. I I I kind of had to go to sleep after uh, Arenado's ball didn't get out. I'm like, oh, I mean, he crushed it, crushed it in um into uh, left field, and um, I mean, he was kind of posing. The announcers were yeah. you know giving a home the, run shot, the, and it it died at the wall. Yeah, the start, the pitcher was walking off the mound already. He yeah. was heading to the dugout, and then he yeah. tur- he had to turn around and go back and. Fortunately, he served up one more uh, uh, big fly, and this one did get out with Goldschmidt. So yeah. uh, that was a good result. I mean, it's crazy watching the baseball. Uh, it just not traveling a lot of these games. Yeah, so can... what it tells you is the pitching might not be very good right now, and that's resulting in the high-scoring games. Yeah, they uh, they, they split a couple of games, uh, Toronto and St. Louis. St. Louis Gosman comes back with a big, uh, a big performance last night after kind of a shaky start last time out against Seattle. Uh, where he got uh, banged around a, a little bit. Yeah. Well, um, and and that, that does tie into it. I've always liked the idea of coming, uh, going with A-list pitchers off a bad game. They usually bounce back. Not the case with uh, the lower-end pitchers or even middle-of-the-pack pitchers, but the, the real high-end guys, the elite pitchers, usually will follow up a bad effort with a good one. A few uh, day games today, but we'll get to the yeah. night ones because that's where we have time uh, to, uh, to post this uh, later this afternoon. But uh, I, I have to start with the uh, Boston Red Sox now. This is my favorite pick uh, last night. I don't mean to come in after the fact, but put it out on, on my radio show uh, yesterday. And I, I loved uh, Nick Pavetta and the, how he had been trending after yeah. a rough start and with uh, five really poor starts. Uh, to start the season and three quality starts, but it wasn't him. It's these red hot bats of the Boston mm-hmm. Red Sox. Uh, now on a six game winning streak, Trevor Story is on fire. Uh, in this uh, six game winning streak, the Boston Bats are scoring nine runs a game, including sixteen to three win 
over Dylan Cease, who can really be nasty at times. Now, Giolito is $1.75 at 7.5 over the Red Sox uh, in uh, Rich Hill. Uh, Giolito, good as usual. Maybe not quite as dominant as he's been uh, in the past couple of years, but the Red Sox bats are are the uh, story here. They are, although they could get cooled off today by two things. One is Giolito, who, despite the fact that some of his numbers are pedestrian, the ones that I look at the most actually are quite good. The other is the weather. There's a decent chance we're going to get a rain out here or a delay. Thunderstorms projected, rain. Uh, I, this, this could be a, a postponement. And if they do play, the winds are going to be blowing in. And that's always significant in games played in Chicago because the winds there are usually pretty strong. The other side of this, Rich Hill, not good last time out. Also, he's a lefty. And while the White Sox bats have been very inconsistent this season, the one area where they've still excelled offensively is facing lefty pitching. They've got a stacked righty lineup, and the switch hitters are mostly better from the right side. So I'm kind of in no man's land here. The weather indicates the under- the Red Sox bats and the White Sox against lefty indicates the over. I don't want to lay that kind of a price with Giolito, even against, even though he's got the edge over uh, Hill, because the Red Sox bats are on fire right now. This was a big stay away for me. So I was going to go to the Yankees, but since you mentioned that uh, Chicago uh, win, and I've been in both of those stadiums for a number of times, uh, let's go uh, to the Cubs because the win was a big factor in inflating Hendricks' numbers uh, last time out. Oh, I mean, boy. <laughs> he was, it was, I mean, the total was 13 and a half, and you know, you know, yeah. just look at the total, and I'll tell you which, uh, which way the wind is blowing. And, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they got beat 10 to 6. Uh, Cubs have won three in a row. Uh, they salvaged. They came from behind on the Sunday game to salvage uh, that uh, game against Arizona and won the first two in Cincinnati. Castillo here for the Reds is a dollar forty-three and eight and a half. But the Cubbies are looking for a sweep here and looking for their fourth yeah. in a row. Uh, and again, Hendricks, let's not kill him. He's not been great this year by any stretch. But that's that's tough to uh, you know to hold hold any pitcher in those conditions well, to too much. I watched the game and. Uh... Everything was just flying out of the air. You know, you know what it's like at Wrigley when when it's, it's a strong wind blowing out. Uh, could be some weather in this game. There is a rain in the forecast. It's a question mark. It's not as definite as a couple of others. The Minnesota game probably going to get rained out today. And as we mentioned, the White Sox could get rained out or at least delayed. This game, there could be some showers, but uh, we'll put a question mark on it. Uh, I would think Hendricks will bounce back somewhat. Cubs are hitting the baseball right now. They've been streaky offensively all year. And right now they're kind of in a good groove offensively. That's enough to give them an edge to me against the Reds, uh, even at a small plus, plus price. I don't think it's going to make my card, but I would definitely lean to the Cubs. What do you think about the eight and a half total where the Reds are one of the better um, over teams uh, in Major League Baseball this year? problem is the Reds have stopped hitting again. You know, they, they've gone through a few stretches when they really whack the ball around. But the last seven days, WRC plus for the Reds, 74. So this is not a team in good offensive form right now. And you do have to think Hendricks is going to be a little bit motivated to put up some good numbers in this game after the disaster last week at home. Yeah, they, uh, you know, four runs, four runs, three, one, and one, back-to-back mm-hmm. in Toronto, uh, four, five, zero, one, since they had that little streak 
where they had uh, had uh, won those three uh, series in a row against Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, and then again on the road against Pittsburgh. They they also won uh, two games in Cleveland. So the uh, the bats have certainly uh, cooled off a little bit, but they have been one of the better over teams uh, in baseball this year. All right, the Yankees were on to a great start, but one of the reasons was their their team ERA uh, was number one in the league, but now. Uh, they have taken uh, some bumps and bruises to that bullpen, which has been so good. And, you know, they just won – since they won 9 of 10 not too long ago, they've lost 4 of 6. They had to come back in extras last night uh, to beat the Orioles at a minus 250, pr- uh, 250 price. Uh, J.P. Sears, half over Wells in Baltimore. Only two innings pitched all season for the Yankees. And for the odds makers, for Yankees at home against Baltimore – this is this is a significantly lower line oh, yeah. than what we're used to seeing with the, these two matchups at this particular building. If I had more stones, I'd take the Orioles. Uh, lean that way. Yankees bullpen has got some issues right now. Chapman's on the DL. Uh, King has been getting roughed up lately, so he's not pitching well. Holmes should be available to close this thing if they need him. Uh, he only threw like 10 pitches last night. I was surprised they didn't come out for a second inning, to be honest with you. But at least he's available here. Yankees are a little banged up right now. And Stanton had to leave last night's game with some kind of an injury. Um, so I would suspect that he's not going to be available today. Not not a spot where I want to lay two bucks. And, and again, the odds makers did lower this price, considering what it had been against the Orioles. So maybe, uh, you know, if you're looking for a, a long shot on today's board, I think you can make a case for Baltimore. I don't think there's any doubt. I, I had them last night and was a tough luck loser at a big price. But, they, you know, they've won four of six, and they were right there again last night. And this is not against – I mean, there was once a time where we didn't have to talk about uh, strength of schedule in Major League Baseball. But between the haves and have-nots these days, you have to. Yeah. And these six, these six games are against Tampa Bay and New York. Uh, so they're playing quality teams and they're playing better baseball. They brought up Allie Rushman, their highly regarded catching prospect, uh, the Oregon State uh, phenom, and their their farm system is loaded up. There's finally a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel for Baltimore, but Rushman got a big standing ovation in his first at bat uh, at Camden. It's a, 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 I mean, I might be reaching, but a little bit of something going on no, Baltimore? I, well, look, the prospects are finally starting to arrive, mm-hmm. and they're going to get better. Uh, I, they're a long way from contending, but I, I don't think the Orioles are just, oh, no, it's the Orioles, it's a pushover at this point. They're, more, they're much more competitive this year than they've been. They're still going to lose a lot of games. They might, you know, they could end up with 95 losses again, but uh, they're just not a walkover this year. I would consider Baltimore uh, as well in that one. Atlanta and Philadelphia, uh, these two teams have split their first two games. Uh, Morton, 167-9 over Suarez. Suarez's numbers, actually a little bit better than Morton. And Morton is maybe a name brand. He's been, a, he's been in so many big games and pitched at such a high level, whether it's with Tampa Bay, Atlanta, or with the Houston Astros when they won it. He was huge for them uh, in the Astros uh, run. We know about the, the, the garbage cans, but still uh, nothing. They, he wasn't stealing signs of the no. pitching, ma'am. Um, seems a little bit high here. This seems to be a little bit more competitive a game in this rubber match in, uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, but here comes that Philly bullpen again. That's a big issue. 
and and you don't know what you're going to get out of it. So Philly's kind of becoming one of those teams where I'm going to have to size them up in the first five innings and just try and forget about the back end of the game because there's, there's just no way to handicap them from one game to the next in terms of what they're going to get out of the bullpen. It might be good one game, terrible the next game. Uh, Morton seems to be coming around. He's better now than he had been early in the season. Uh, last start wasn't great, but uh, he's he's getting back toward being what, what Morton usually is. Suarez is still starting to come around as well. Uh, maybe, maybe there's a little advantage for the pitchers early on here. Uh, another thing, though, I mentioned this in a couple other games, there is some weather in the forecast. I don't think it's enough to uh, rain the game up, but you could be looking at a delay at some point in this game. I hate games like that because you never know, you know, if it's a half-hour delay, does the pitcher come back in? The games I tend to stay away from. So I didn't have a strong opinion anyway on this game, and that just was the finishing touch to leave it alone. If I had to bet the game, I take Philly's first five, but I don't have to, and I'm not going to. Only five cents difference, uh, first five uh, right. for the game. For the game, you get plus 140. Oh. For the uh, first five, it's plus 135. And as you said about that, uh, and, and our, our our homeboy Aaron Nola from, uh, I think he's lost seven of his eight starts. Well, you know, one of them was in the Dodgers Dodger Stadium. They were down to their last out where they blew, they've blown quite a few. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he's uh, – Five cents is more than a bargain uh, to eliminate that Philadelphia bullpen uh, from the equation. I think there's just certain teams where you you don't know what you're going to get from one night to the next. And that's why the first five option can be so attractive for betters in terms of not having to sweat what happens at the end of the game. Off the top of your head, um, which bullpens besides the Phillies that you would uh, kind of Keep this in mind yeah. when you've been going. Look to look to go first five if the uh, the I, price I, is right. I, I, it becomes a current form thing. Um, so you just take a look at which pens are delivering quality performances. They get in the groove and they stay that way for a while. And the ones that aren't, they tend not to. And also, you want to look at bullpen usage. Now, Milwaukee is an interesting situation today because Josh Hader isn't available for this series due to a family emergency. Dave. Williams pitched last night and the night before. What are they going to do at the end of the game today? So that would be a team, if, if you like the Brewers, uh, and I kind of lean that way, actually. Um, I'd only make it a first five play and hope Ashby comes through against Darvish. That's a little bit tough because Darvish is usually very good at home. So, again, I, I, there's a couple of games I'm going to play today, and I'll tell you about those. But... Uh, uh, there's one where I'd be concerned about the Milwaukee bullpen late just because of availability. Williams Williams was pretty efficient. Now, you know, God allowed that base runner, but uh, they had an error also. Uh, yeah. that, uh, kind of but put it, a, still, you know, it still adds up the pitch count for the, for the relievers. No, no, no question. No question. Uh, because I was on that game last night with Corbett Burns. I thought it was a pretty relatively cheap price uh, on the road at, uh, at Petco. Of course, the big blow was a three-run homer uh, in the game by, uh, by Taylor to make well, it, uh, you know, 4-1. It was tied at 1-1 at that point, and, middle innings. And it came off the bullpen. Snell oh, did oh, put oh, a couple. Oh, oh, that's Snell, right. Snell, Snell came up. That's he right. He put two guys on. That's and right. And then St Stammen came in, and he just, he absolutely hung a curveball. Uh, I, I mean, I can't hit. 
And even even I might have hit that one. It just, it just sat there on a tee. He, he, he watched it. I mean, everybody knew it was going <laughs> yeah. on. That was one that uh, that was a, a no-doubter uh, last night. Um, and let's move on to Astros. Javier, uh, $2.08 against Cleveland. These two teams split their first one. This was one uh, that we, you know, again, the, the, there was a there was a, a game that was uh, rained out, I believe, by Cleveland that uh, forced, forced an indecision, and we you, you're very on because you wanted to fade Plezak, you wanted to stay away yeah. from McKenzie, and well, th- those were the two starters the last two days, and well, McKenzie pitched great he on did. Monday, and and Plezak got battered around uh, yesterday, and so uh, Quantrill going tonight uh, for the Guardians, and the Astros did hit the ball yesterday, and get themselves back in an offensive groove. They have not been hitting the ball <coughs> much lately. But they did last night, and now get to face another righty who struggled somewhat. Javier's not a guy I really like. Uh, he gives up too many barrels uh, for my liking, but he's pitching good ball right now. Uh, and I, I, I think you'd have to look at the favorite here. Uh, this is not one where I'd be interested in the dog. Big price, but... I'd lay it before I take it. And it might be a situation where you can find Houston and another team to hook up in a, mon- a money line parlay. Um, and, and so what What do you – so what's your thoughts on the disparity between – God's got pretty good numbers, uh, you know, in uh, ERA and is out, the runs that he's given up, but his barrel rate is high, like a guy like Javier. It, it, it becomes tough to, to analyze because on the one hand, you look at the analytics – on the ERA stuff. And it definitely points to Javier being in good form. And then you look at the barrel rate, which is double figures, and the hard hit rate, which is over 40. It's not terrible. But it does mean when when hitters are making contact, making good contact against them. Uh, By and large, I put more into the the, the analytic ERA numbers. Uh So I would tend to lean more positively on Javier. But it's just a warning. If he doesn't have his good stuff, uh, he could get knocked around. Some guys can survive it. Javier doesn't fall into that category. Tampa Bay and Rasmussen, uh, $1.77 and 7 against Miami and Poteet. Um, Poteet pretty much goes uh, one time through the lineup uh, at most. Uh, the, 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 the Marlins, uh, the bats have kind of hit mm-hmm. the skids a, a little bit. Uh, even in their one win recently against Atlanta on Sunday, uh, it was uh, it was limited opportunities. I had them in that game and felt a little bit fortunate. Uh, Rasmussen has been really good in a limited role, usually goes four and a third, four and two-thirds in that range. Six of those eight limited starts, one run or less. So yeah. he's given them what they've asked of him for the most part. He is, he's an under-the-radar stud because he doesn't go deep in the games for the most part. But when he's out there, first two times through the lineup, which is basically what I'm concerned with in this game, Rasmussen has been outstanding. And Cody Poteet's throwing the ball well for Miami. I played the under first five last night and got there. I'm going to do it again here. Uh, first five under between the uh, Marlins and Rays. Uh, I mean, the Rays are certainly in better offensive form than Miami is right now. But uh, I think Poteet can limit Tampa, and I expect Rasmussen to contain the Marlins bats. So I think you're looking at a, an under three and a half in the first five. I think that's a bettable game on the under. And that's what Rasmussen has given you, five innings 
Yeah. You know, I mean, pretty. He is averaging, uh, but right at four and two thirds. You know, uh, a start. So I mean, right there uh, for that really, first five. Really good numbers, first two times through the. Oh, over, it's uh, incredible! I mean, yeah. six of the eight starts, one run or less, and the other two, two. So I mean, yeah. he he has ne- he has not had a a horrible outing in, out of eight. So I don't know what the. The quality start, you know, it's it's changed because they're not going as deep. You know, used to have that quality start, but but I, my my eyeballs every time he's going out there, he's giving you a quality uh, quality outing. Yeah, I always had some issues with the quality start stat anyway because it was six innings or more, three earned runs or less. Well, if you go six and give up three earned runs, it's okay. I know, but it's not one of those things where I put a star and say quality start. It's an okay start. There you go. And a final game we look at tonight, uh, the Angels in Detmers, $1.75, against Texas. Uh, minus a no-hitter against Tampa Bay. Kind of mediocre uh, for uh, the Louisville uh, two-way player uh, against Texas and Otto, who's been, well, not so great himself. Not so great, no. And here you get into those, those ugly numbers, double-digit barrel rate, uh, hard-hit percentages, Kind of up there. So is Detmers, uh, for that matter. Uh, the ERA analytics are not good. The Rangers not hitting a whole lot. The Angels are hitting a whole lot. Uh, it, to me, it's clearly an Angels side here. And and actually, um, the line, to me, opened a little low in this game. I was surprised at 145. It's gone up. So it's now at about where it's supposed to be. I think it's a, a rightly priced game. Uh but I do expect the Angels to win. So, you know, maybe you could consider an Angels-Astros money line parlay for, for fun. I wouldn't make it a big wager. It's not a strong play. To me, I've got two strong plays today, or at least games I'm betting, we'll put it that way. Uh-huh. One is the one I told you about, the Marlins and Rays uh, under the total for the first five. And the other one, uh, it's a day game in San Francisco, but the uh, wind conditions do appear to favor the offenses. And after last night, I don't even know if any of the pitchers want to even take the mound uh, because the two offenses went nuts last night in that game. That game lasted forever. Uh, and, of course, the uh, Giants finally pulled it out 13-12. Uh, and uh, the, the, the engineers have done a pretty good job of because Candlestick, the win, was such a uh, an issue uh, yeah. you know, in San Francisco. I mean, that, that was an adventure, any type of pop fly. Uh, but they've done a good job. But you enter uh, – Pack Bell, or I forget what it is now, but I mean Oracle. The, the main entrance, the Oracle, the 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 Willie Mays statue, and the palm trees are bent over almost ha- halfway, like in a hurricane. You get inside, you don't feel the wind. No, it, it's it's in it, it's, uh, it's more the wind is more predictable here. Yeah, uh, I'm old. I'm old enough to have actually attended a game, just one, because I'm I was from the East Coast, but on a California trip with my folks, we went and saw a game at Candlestick Park, and this is a funny story. Um, we're sitting on, uh, I think it was the first base side, and it was cold. I mean, it was, it was just brutal. And some guy's sitting there, and he says, well, if you want, want to get warm, just go over and sit on the third base side. And we're looking at him like, what? And we went over there. It was at least, it was at least 10 degrees warmer on the other side of the field because we went over there. Uh, I've also been to this ballpark, and it is gorgeous. Uh, it's a great place to watch a baseball game. But if you go, might want to consider getting a bank loan before you get there. I mean, the food, the food, the food's good. 
but it's really expensive. Uh, but it is a beautiful ballpark. Nevertheless, more predictable as far as wind's concerned. And the forecast in today's game is for gusts out, blowing out. So it could be hitter-friendly today in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I had the uh, pleasure of going to uh, Candlestick a few times uh, as what a well. Dump. Oh, it was horrible. I mean, it was just awful. <laughs> it, was, it was so bad. So Can you bad. imagine if Willie, May, Willie Mays played his entire career in the polo grounds when he came up, which was like 9,000 feet to center field there, and then San Francisco, which Candlestick suppressed home runs. If he'd have been in a hitter's ballpark, he'd have hit 700 for sure. No question about it. He'd probably be your all-time home run leader. Uh, Uncle Mel Lott, uh, the fastest to 100 home runs, uh, the Giants, and we used to see their, his name out there so uh, all the time. But, yeah, the, uh, uh, the the first five for Tampa Bay and Miami is three and a half at Bet River. Yes. R- really slight juice also at minus 104. Uh, Astros and Angels, kind of a, you know, kind of a just a, a, a small a parlay uh, to sweat there. And what was your final pick, uh, Dave? Uh, just if, if anybody can get it, uh, uh, Mets Giants. Uh, oh yes, yes. Over, over, and, full, full game over. I'll give you. Um, I, I'm just gonna give you three, three underdogs that I think go worth a sweat. Don't tie them together. Uh, but three underdogs that I think <laughs> all have a shot, and that's Baltimore. Uh, he's going to be competitive. I think they were last night. Philadelphia uh, in the Cubbies. Uh, with Hendricks and so uh, against Castillo, and we'll have to see if Castillo might be on a trading block uh, pretty soon. Sports oh, yeah. Betters Paradise, we're taking Memorial Day off, so we will be back next Wednesday talking more Major League Baseball. For Dave Koken, I'm Jimmy Ott. This is Sports Betters Paradise, part of the Bet Rivers Podcast Network.